Downsizing or mass layoffs have become a common fact in today's business landscape, which inevitably creates a ripple effect on employees as well as the organizations. We generally see only the surface level issues, but there are more intricate implications that go beyond losing a job or immediate cost cutting. Greetings and welcome to Station Biz with Sharmishtha and Kalpita, your very own podcast channel where we bring you interesting stories and perspectives from the world of business. I am Sharmishtha, your host for today's episode, and we have Mr. Ravi Mishra, the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Advanced Materials, Aditya Birla. With over three decades of experience in human resources within large conglomerates, Mr. Mishra is a renowned HR leader and a familiar name in the HR fraternity. He is a frequent contributor to various HR journals such as People Matters, HR Katha, etc., and takes great pleasure in sharing his experience and knowledge to assist the wider community in learning. Welcome, Mr. Ravi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Sir Mr. for your kind introduction. Our next guest today is Mr. Mandan Sharma, the Director and, and Country Head, Human Resources and Administrations at Blaze India, a seasoned HR professional with an extensive experience in handling HR management, leadership counseling, strategic human capital decisions, performance management, and a lot more. An interesting thing that we recently got to know about Mr. Manan is he is an internationally certified psychometric testing professional. Welcome, Mr. Manan. We are so happy to have you with us today. Pleasure to be here, Sharmishta, and thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Um, so uh, getting into our topic uh, for today, the topic is layoff, going beyond the seven letters and in this episode, we will deep dive into this topic and go beyond the obvious aspects of layoff. So my first question is to Mr. Ravi. So um, in recession cycles, we see organizations taking decision of, of downsizing and letting go of people, right? What do you think are the untold costs apart from the initial financial benefits that businesses should take into account before making the decision of laying off employees? Um, and along with that, we would also want to know how it impacts the company's vision, its values, and the brand as a whole. Uh, Sir, Mr. Uh, you rightly told that uh, there is a benefits of the cost. Uh, you are able to save the money when you lay up the people. Uh, but the uh, other cost, which is untold cost, as you are quoting, uh, is a great, I, I mean, in, in terms of all the elements of the organization. Uh, for example, uh, you lose organization's image, which is dented very badly in society for every stakeholders. And also, it also challenges the leadership values mm. uh, because the trust is a foremost factor for all the stakeholders, whether it is an employee or vendor or supplier, and you lose the face forever. So once you lay off, so same guy was representing your company and once you go back, back to uh, meet those people and he says he's laid off and he doesn't attend the call so it it impacts the sensitivity of all the stakeholder uh, so that image what what it dented uh, it is forever or at least for a very long time mm -hmm. uh, and also if you see the cost i mean uh, good companies have a huge expenses on the branding and marketing 
uh, they used to build the brand and takes time and efforts and money as well. Uh, and the, the moment it comes into the media or print media or electronic media that this company has laid off and the people are coming from US to India or within India itself, that there is a hue and cry in a community or in relations, in family at a length that he has been laid off, he's searching for job, he's struggling. Uh, so people will ask, hey, where he was working? So which is the company? Uh, so they used to feel, hey, this company was, I was expecting that is a great company. Uh, but the image, what you have spent crores of rupees in making the brand and all that, you lose that cost, what you have invested. I mean, there are many companies who used to spend 500, 600 crores even uh, annual budget they have for the branding and marketing. Uh, so uh, these are the... Uh, uh, Cast. Apart from that, uh, human values, more so in a country like India, where even today one person earns and five, six people of the family used to be dependent upon them. Uh, so all these uh, uh, factors used to damage the image of the company, which is not very easy to regain again. And that is why if you uh, recall, there are many great companies when such situation arises, uh, they used to have even extra people called the bench strength. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I believe that those, whatever you are able to save the money in terms of layup, the untold cost uh, is a big dent to the organization forever. And it's not very easily replaceable. Right, sir. Absolutely. Um, you know, these are actually great insights. And I completely believe, I mean, you know, uh, the fact that, yes, the dent, uh, you know, remains for a long time. Um, uh, my next question here goes to Mr. Manan. Uh, when Mr. Manan, when a company announces layoffs, it inevitably impacts the employees who continue to stay back in the organization, right? Um, in this situation, how do companies gain back the trust and restore the morale of uh, their existing workforce? Thanks for the question, Shamista. So as per my view, trust building is a wider issue and not just it is not just something specific to layoffs. If an organization has started to think about trust only in the aftermath of a layoff, uh, I think they are behind the curve already. Right. Because uh, uh, trust is a culture thing. Okay. If you have built a culture of transparency and trust upfront, mm -hmm. people will not just focus on the layoffs, but they will also uh, keep in mind the moments which led to the layoffs. Right. So when they see that you have tried everything before coming to the layoff decision, they are likely to be more at peace with it. Right. Okay. The pain cannot be taken away, but it can be lessened. Hmm. Hmm. Having said that, um, this level of transparency is very tough to maintain for various practical reasons in organizations. I mean, a finance guy might not be open to telling uh, openly uh, how much of a runway they have left. So there are practical limitations to, to this transparency approach. What I have seen to be an easier yet equally big part of trust building is how you have treated those who are being laid off. Sure, Believe sure. me, Shamesta, this is the best thing you can do to gain sure. the trust of those who are still with the organization. If you have dealt with these impacted lives in a sensitive, concentrate and generous manner, this sure. goes a long way in establishing trust. Organizations which deal with the employees being laid off in a nasty kind of a manner they are sending out a message that a redundant employee does not mean anything to them. And this invariably puts the retained talent in two minds about the employer. 
Let us also talk about the survivor's guilt. People who are left behind, they start feeling guilty that they were the ones who ate up the jobs of those who were let go. I think when you when they see that the people who have left have left in a composed, calm kind of a manner, mm-hmm. they also get assurance that uh, the, a layoff is not the end of things. Maybe it can mark the beginning of many beautiful things. So right. I think trust building has to be done upfront. You don't you don't go about building trust in a knee jerk kind of a manner, Shamista. True. True. So uh, you know these are these are definitely some great insights, uh, Mr. Manan. Thank you so much, and I'm sure uh, you know uh, this will help a lot of companies um, gain their employees' trust and bring back the normalcy in the organization for sure. Um, so uh, you know, moving on to my third question, um, you know, this question is for you, Mr. Ravi. Um, as we see the increasing frequency of recessions resulting in mass layoffs. Uh, I would like to hear your perspective on the primary factors contributing to this phenomenon. Uh, while you know it may seem that companies are primarily laying off employees due to financial constraints, uh, perhaps uh, you know it's equally important to delve deeper uh, to identify the other equally significant factors um, driving this tragic uh, trend. So um, yeah, so Mr. Ravi, what's your take on this? Uh, so, Sarmista, uh, companies uh, used to take this uh, trend into the practical to lay up the people. Uh, uh, so, I uh, see uh, uh, one gap that uh, all the businesses are cyclic and now it is becoming, uh, the period of cycle is becoming even shorter. So, uh, if I recall, the last uh, recession was 2008-9. And thereafter, there was a factor of the COVID when people were laid up in 2008-9, this session. So uh, what I uh, understand that uh, businesses are cyclic and the the top leadership should understand that uh, maybe a a tough time will come. So how they are well planned and managed to meet those crises of the cyclic nature of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, in 2009 when I was uh, working with Ultratech Cement, uh, so it's a plant at uh, near Bhavnagar. Uh, so first time uh, our chairman, Mr. Billa, had come to the plant uh, when the plant was operating only at a 30% level, a mm-hmm. huge plant. And he had come just to make sure to the people, uh, hey, you guys do not worry. We will be the last man standing. Uh, despite the fact that uh, we have uh, we have been going through a tough time, but we will be the last man standing. Nobody will be losing the job, and it is a business cycle. And he told us uh, as HR fraternity uh, that hey, Ravi, it is a good time uh, that you invest time in the people development. Uh, so th- these days you, you have less work for the people, uh, so it is a good time to provide lots of learning and developmental intervention. Uh, to utilize the team. Uh, so uh, uh, this is one gesture of a leadership, true leadership when tough time. Uh, so l- leadership is leading and it is leading by example, not running through the time frame. Uh, so if you are able to manage the time with your strength, that is what the leadership matters in any area, I, I mean. Uh, so 
and this is uh, we are living with the VUCA world rather VUCA is going to be older term so uh, the period of cycle business cycle has reduced uh, second a lack of the robustness in financial discipline and management as Manan was saying uh, so uh, the, the moment things become tougher uh, the CFO comes with the number and many many times organization used to find that this is the easiest way to cut the cost uh, so I have also found there are various other sources to cut the cost, not to the people up front. I mean, people should be the last last block uh, to consider, but in many organizations, it used to be the first block. And uh, sometimes when we are in a good time, uh, we have no thought uh, uh, process on hiring headcount and, and manpower cost. So there are two different dimensions uh, when we add on headcounts. And what is the cost? So both should be synced very properly to meet such eventuality in cyclic period of the business to thought well in advance. Right. Uh, and of, of, of course, the lack of robustness, as Manan was saying, that uh, how uh, you are going to build uh, that even if one year or one and a half year doesn't go bad, you are able to survive and sustain. And I've seen various examples, whether uh, I was just talking to uh, IBM 1984 period, if you remember it, it was going through a very tough time, very tough time. The CEO uh, took the charge and spoke to the employees. The employees were happily told that we will not get a sadly unless the business performance comes back to the normalcy. And uh, uh, that time, People did excellent job and, and that was a period when uh, IBM migrated from hardware to software and company goes again in a great profit and establishing their brand value in, in the market, in the, the business world. Uh, there are many such companies I have seen. I remember even Thermax uh, uh, when, uh, when consulting for my not like to quote the name, they told that you have most of the old people. And if you want to take the company on the higher altitude, uh, you have to think about the people replacing and laying off and VRS, force VRS and all that. Uh, uh, but Anuaga very kind enough. She, uh, she told, no, I'm not in agreement. What we will do, we'll provide the learning opportunity in a very fair manner, and we will give sufficient time to develop themselves. And she tied up with various institutions to develop the people. And we will not go to lay up the old people who have worked for the company for years together during even her father's time. So, uh, so there had been many examples as such I have seen uh, when there is tough situation, how the leadership has taken call that layoff will be the last block to act upon. Uh, so in, in my idea, uh, a company should uh, think well in advance how they are doing the, their sort and analysis. Uh, like there are many companies, uh, even if you see the hospitality sector and many service sectors, uh, which is impacted during the COVID, whether the mobility sector, uh, but not all the companies uh, adopted a very easy way to lay up the people because once you laid off, uh, you are losing the your brand, your image, and uh, everything. I, I mean, and and people are not very easily replaceable as uh, many people think that uh, hey, it it is a tough time lay up the people and those people whom uh, you have laid off, uh, they will never feel very comfortable to come back. And at the same time, what Manan was saying, those who are remain with the company, but they also feel the pain of those guys, those colleagues and friends who had been laid off. Uh, right. so, uh, so they also feel the pinch 
and and they feel uncomfortable as long as even they are working uh, so th they start mo moving somewhere else uh, if they get the opportunity opportunity and that is where the bench strength is a very strong in in good company that even if i don't have the job for a guy if he's a capable i will bear the extra burden of the bench strength but i will not lose our people uh, so this right. is how i i see like that right right so um cannot agree more uh, with you on this this indeed gives us a wider perspective to the entire situation um uh, so, uh, you know, moving on to my next question, um, you know, which is for Mr. Manan. So, um, you know, Mr. Manan, is the monetization strategy of a business surpassing uh, the importance of its vision and mission? So, Mr. I don't believe that is the case. Uh, like Mr. Mishra mentioned before uh, my chance, uh, layoff decisions while mostly they look strat like strategic calls, mm -hmm. they are not the most obvious calls. It is not as if the founders and investors think of layoffs as the first solution to any monetization issue. Mm. Mostly, they think of it as a sustainability question. Yeah. Suppose you are running a 100-people team. Mm -hmm. It is always going to be a tough decision to choose between letting go of 20 people now to give the remaining 80 a better shot at success or not letting go of any and sinking together later. Right. So when taken consciously and in a timely manner, these decisions can allow you to treat the exit cases well. True. So you do not have this luxury when you are sinking together. Absolutely. So please note that founders are humans too. Uh, <laughs> and these decisions do not sit easy on their conscience. I have personally seen founders getting impacted deeply, emotionally and personally uh, when it comes to such decisions. Right. Not right. to say that the founder's pain is more than that of the laid off person. That comparison obviously cannot yes. be made. Of course. I mean, also, it, is, uh, it is difficult to build yeah. a team, right? Then to let. Absolutely. It is a painful decision for all. Uh, and uh, now that you've mentioned the vision and mission, mm -hmm. how many companies put real thought into their vision and mission? Very few organizations have articulated these in a thoughtful manner. So, I would not even hazard a guess when it comes to monetization concerns, taking over vision and mission considerations of organizations. Right. That's my thought. Yeah. Great, great, Mr. Manan. That was a real good perspective. Um, so, uh, you know, so moving on. So, Mr. Ravi, in your, uh, you know, vast professional experience, right, spanning over almost three decades now, um, uh, you you have definitely seen the complete business landscape changing, adapting and thriving over the years. Uh, so I'm curious to learn from you that uh, in a company's journey of uh, being good to great, how important is it for organizations to have uh, stricter self-imposed standards than just complying to the uh, defined laws? Because we all know, right, that uh, that laws are set for everyone to comply with. But uh, uh, we have also seen at the same time that great companies, uh, as you have just mentioned, right, um, set human resources uh, resource standards for themselves and hold themselves accountable to those standards. And that is what sets them apart from others, right? So would uh, like to know your point of view on this. So, uh, Sir Mr. Uh, coming to your question, uh, uh, the values uh, uh, is important. Uh, what uh, many businesses believe uh, that uh, we can lay off as per policy, as per government rule, and 
uh, it is a compliance uh, and by the policing of the authorities. But the great companies do not believe in the compliance. They, they always think above compliance, what we call the, what is the ethics, what is the moral of the organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so for, for example, uh, as a layman, uh, you are going to your office and you are already getting late and you are able to see one guy from the uh, uh, motorcycle has fallen and he's a bleeding. Uh, so you are not uh, restricted to stop your car and help him uh, as a compliance, but as a ethics and values, uh, if you have that as, as a business organization or as an individual level, uh, so you need to help that guy to leave, uh, to help and secure his life for his family and society. Uh, so the great companies believe to come to a level of their own standard of ethics and values. And there are many companies like what we call about the Tata's trust for centuries when we talk about Tata's and Billas, something like this. Or if you remember, uh, I remember even uh, Tisco had started uh, uh, implies provident fund when uh, there was no government rule or even in the UK provident fund rule were not there when Tisco uh, started in their Jamsetpur plan. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that is the standard of ethics and value uh, which is much much deeper uh, than the compliance. Compliance is very easy and, and you are not obliging. Uh, I mean if you are doing compliance because this is a basic rule you have to do it. Uh, but the great date companies uh, see how it it is a value for their own uh, standard in the business world and how they are ethically correct. They are morally correct. Uh, so if there is a tough time, uh, so uh, you are laying off, uh, as Manan was saying, it, uh, it is also equally important that when you are laying off, how you are laying off, uh, whether it is peaceful or just it, it is a, a very unhuman uh, without giving a uh, so there is a policy government rule that how much you need to pay layoff, but that amount is a very meager and uh, uh, how can people can sustain, how the family can sustain. And if the guy out of frustration uh, takes a heart attack or uh, commits suicide or something happens like this, uh, how uh, an organization can be seen in the society and community. Uh, so how you are handling the layoff, uh, uh, that too should be the last resource. Second, uh, the situation concerning the volatility of the market and cyclic nature of the business, how you are well prepared uh, to meet those kind of situation uh, that when there was a good time, you are hiring in trucks uh, from Premier Institute and once there is a, a small hole in your ship, you have started sinking. Uh, so uh, I equally believe that, yes, uh, for business sustainability is also equally important, but not at the cost of uh, so weak and meager uh, to sink with a small hole in your seat. Uh, so uh, in conclusion, I will say uh, for, for good houses, for good to great, uh, ethics and moral should be standard. It should not be a compliance, uh, compliance that too in, in countries like India where there is a policing and then you are doing uh, so that's not a fair. Uh, so the standard should be your own setting of ethics and values as a great company does. Absolutely, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, you know, moving on to the last uh, question of the session. And so, uh, you know, this question is uh, for Mr. Manan. So now that uh, we have already discussed the reason why companies are forced to make, uh, you know, these uh, layoff decisions, putting in stake a lot of things going, uh, you know, mm, mm, probably, uh, you know, 
this is not something that companies uh, would want to, any company would want to do, right? Uh, I would like uh, to shift the spotlight here and want to know about the investor's role here. So um, Mr. Manan, do you think that investors have a big role to play in this scenario? Is there a need for more value investment here? Well, that's a brilliant question, Sharmishta. Uh, shifting the focus and the spotlight is very important when we are looking at such a serious topic. Undoubtedly, investors have a big role to play. Uh, an investor, for example, who has come on board with a short time frame in mind to make a quick profit is more likely to pressure the founders for layoffs, which make the company profitable compared to an investor who has come on board with a long-term returns view, with a value investing kind of a view. So short-term investors need organizations to make faster decisions compared to long-term investors. Their tolerance levels are also very different. Uh, also, seldom do investors front-end layoff decisions in organizations. You will never see an investor walking into a call or a meeting room and saying that I'm laying off people. Mm -hmm. That is a task typically left to the founder or and the executive team. Mm -hmm. So there could be a perception that investors think of layoffs in a somewhat insulated kind of a manner and that the laid-off employees' pain is not a factor for them. The question to ask really is, would an investor like to be associated with an organization that lays off mindlessly? Right. This again loops back to what kind of an investor they are. Right. However, the bigger question, so if, if this was a million dollar question, let me ask the billion dollar question now, okay? Which remains, who brought the investor on board? Right. And when you ask this question, the story becomes complicated. In my mind, the ultimate responsibility sits with the founding team. We should not think that value investing is dead. Mm -hmm. It is still very much alive when you look at all the startups which have been giving a long, which have been given a long rope by their investors. Mm -hmm. okay, you just need to look around and in, into the startup ecosystem in India. Mm. There are losses piling up, but there are investors which are patiently waiting. Right. So. Sometimes it is an active choice made by investor. At other times, the choice is made by made for them by the markets. And uh, this is where I say, I think it's a great question. Uh, it has multiple facets and it's important that we explore uh, all angles before we decide responsibility. In my mind, clearly the responsibility lies with the founding partners uh, who have brought the investor on board. Great, great thoughts and, uh, you know, a lot of perspectives uh, here, Mr. Mannan. So, um, you know, um, so wrapping our today's discussion here, uh, Mr. Ravi and Mr. Mannan, thank you so much for your time and uh, your insights on this topic uh, have been truly intriguing and I greatly appreciate your time today. Um, as we move forward, our attention now turns to the crucial issue of how organizations can best mitigate and the negative effects of downsizing and emerge even stronger and more resilient in the face of uh, adversity. Um, we'll be exploring this topic in greater depth in our next episode. So be sure to stay tuned for more valuable insights and practical strategies. Thank you again for joining us at Station Biz. Signing off for today, take care and do email us at biztalkpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts and perspectives on this topic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mana. Thanks, Thanks everyone. everyone.